0: The blast from our past network. Finally, the warring nations of Earth had forgotten their differences and banded together to save our planet. The United Global Space Force was searching the galaxy for worlds rich with drinkable water and breathable air. The Hypergate was our best hope to colonize space, our best hope for survival. But as we prepared to launch ourselves into the black of space, terrorist forces calling themselves the global sedition were preparing to strike.
1: Due to worn conditions of memory bank, compliance impossible.
0: talking back hey everybody welcome to talking back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies comics video games and more i'm your host tim and this week we will be covering the 1998 movie lost in space or as i like to call it lost in boredom because that's what i was dean how are you doing what lost in boredom how dare i
1: how dare you this movie is long but one what thing would you it is not as boring really yeah oh that's interesting it's it, you know what i understand here's the thing it is it is boring but for some reason i'm engaged with the entire thing
0: oh okay see i wasn't mm, it's
1: two hours I and ten wasn't. minutes long and they it feels like they cut out an hour Like it feels like it's actually too fast. (laughs) Like for me, I feel like it's just going and going and going and they're not taking time to tell me where they are.
0: Oh, it was two hours and 10 minutes and I thought they should have still cut out an hour. Yeah. You like
1: that hour. You like that hour
0: running time. An hour is is a tight running time. You get that with a lot of animations. (laughs) I found myself falling asleep in this movie, Dean. And that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to make me do is fall asleep in a movie. Oh no. I was fighting. I was fighting the boredom off.
1: I get it. I get it.
0: Why did we why did we do this movie, Dean? Let's share for the listeners. Hey listeners, thanks for joining. Let's share for them. Why are we doing this? We are doing this movie
1: cuz this movie, Tim, is the first movie that you and I went to the theater together. It's now true. you you are my older brother and for cool, a time.
0: Cool. cool older brother.
1: Yeah. yeah, good. Oh yeah, totally. Cool. Cool older brother. Thanks. For a time. We did not live in the same province. That's right. that. Like, was, like we didn't. We lived not even distancing. in the same. Dis, I was yeah, distancing we were, we, myself. We were. You were distancing yourself from me. Exactly. You were the reason. <laughs> like I, I stayed in our home, and you left. You were like, I got to get away from this. Guy. I
0: couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't
1: take me anymore. I was a little twerp, <laughs> and <laughs> you went to a different province. We, after years of not being together, our family moved back to where. You were living. We moved into the same city. We were living in the same city. And I, in my memory, this is like the first time we got together as a family. We were together. We were at Granny's house and everyone was trying to talk about what they wanted to do that day and you mentioned that you wanted to take your little brother, just you and him, to a movie. And you and I went to Lost in Space. I was 11 years old and I think you were 19 and It was the coolest for me that my 19 year old brother wanted to go to a movie with just me, without mom and dad, without the parents. I had the best time. I just remember loving this movie because I was on cloud nine. I was the coolest kid. I was going to get to tell all my friends that I went to a movie with my older brother.
0: Yeah, this was like a PG-13 movie too. So yeah, getting in where you shouldn't be getting in. I think so. Actually,
1: I think there might have been a little conversation about that too. And you were like, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll watch out.
0: Uh, no, yeah, th- this is very true. We've mentioned it on the podcast before that we went to this together. So we thought it would be fun to do this movie for that reason. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent reason. So um, I, I will preface all of this with um I, I'm not going to be very nice to this movie. It's hard so to it, be. It's hard to be. So I think if people, if if a listener is a lover of Lost in Space um we're going to take a bit of a different approach to it but please reach out to us and let us know what it is about this movie that you love um i'd love to hear uh, a different perspective on it so this but is just listener, my opinion this is just my opinion
1: listeners who like this movie don't leave just yet stick around because i like this
0: movie okay good you like this movie this podcast sure. is going to be great yeah. the movie not so much
1: yeah, so this is this is an interesting movie because this is why I don't want to be a movie critic ever. This is why I don't like rating movies with, like, a number because this is the exact type of movie that I would have to say is bad. Like, I, it's just not good. It's not a good movie. Nothing about it is good. There's missteps all over the place. Yet, when I watch it, all I feel is joy. And <laughs> it's probably because of that experience we had together. But I threw this thing on and I was just smiling and happy. My heart was full of love, Tim. I had a great time watching this movie, and it is awful. It's no good at all. <laughs> and I can't I just I wanted to throw it on again right after I was done. It just gives me great feelings. Wow.
0: That's amazing. That must be like pure nostalgia for you. Yes. That, that must it's be gotta what it is. There's no other explanation.
1: I love it. And like, so I know the things that are not going to be good. Like, we're going to be making fun of it because this thing is bad. But also, I love so much. I love so much that I'm looking at on that screen. So I can't say it's bad because I love it. It. I throw on okay. a movie and I enjoy my time watching it. So this is a good movie
0: to me. I like this movie. Good. Curious to hear the good things you have to say about it. Okay. Now, released in 1998 with a budget of $80 million. It grosses 136 million, so pretty okay. good. Okay, pretty good job, good. right? Yeah. Now the budget was largely said to have gone to more than 900 shots of CGI, which okay. was rumored to be the most ever for a movie at this time.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's high. So hey?
0: That's high. That's interesting.
1: It's all that. Uh, it's all that
0: blarp. Blar- oh, that blarp. Is that the name of that thing? <laughs> yeah, it's all those blarp, blarp shots. The weird monkey creature? Yeah. Yeah. So directed by Stephen Hopkins. Now, this was a reason I was excited to actually get into this movie again, because we've covered Predator 2 and Judgment Night, which are both directed by Stephen Hopkins. And on those two movies and this one, Stephen Hopkins' buddy, Peter Levy, the cinematographer, also did those – these three movies. So – I think about Predator 2. I think about Judgment Night. And I like the directing and the cinematography in those movies. So mm-hmm. I was very excited to come to this one yeah. and see what these guys bring to the table. And I think 900 shots of CGI got in their way.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there is, There is one great piece of cinematography in this movie. It's way down the line, way at the end. But I loved it.
0: Okay, well, make sure you... Uh, call it out for us later yeah
1: i'll jot it down
0: written by akiva goldman now this is a writer of a lot of stuff yeah i don't like
1: yeah i was gonna say this this is a writer of a lot of things that suck if you can think of a movie in the 90s that is like bad writer
0: let me throw a few out here for you I'm gonna get heat uh, I'm on Instagram. I can tell you right now from our buddy Christo. He's gonna throw heat at me for this one. Batman Forever. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Batman and Robin.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> a beautiful mind.
1: Yeah, you know I like you know I like that I ro- Batman and Robin there.
0: Oh, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> iRobot. These are all movies I'm not a fan of.
1: Okay, I like iRobot.
0: Now, the robot in this movie was voiced by Dick Tuffeld. Who voiced the robot in the original TV series Lost in Space? So I yeah. really liked that, really it's loved cool. the robot voice in this movie. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah, is the, the, robot voice the robot
1: voice. The robot voice is terrific. Tim, you can even drop the the because
0: its name is robot. So Lost in Space was uh it was a TV series inspired by the 1812 novel The Swiss Family Robinson. In 1965, a Lost in Space TV series is launched and runs for three seasons before being cancelled. And high production cost was deemed to be the major factor in its cancellation, with each episode costing roughly $130,000 to produce. Which, in nowadays money, comes out to about a million dollars an episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is, that's, that's high. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much anymore, but... Right.
1: Have you ever Um, seen an episode of the show?
0: I have seen lost in space. Yes. The show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have not seen an episode. I assume that the premise of the show is that it's like episodic and they just are somewhere else in space in that episode. Exactly. Yeah. Great premise. Like that thing is, that thing is up my alley.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. I remember seeing it in black and white. So I must've seen the first season because after season one, Uh, The next two seasons were in color, and I don't remember color. I remember black and white. Yeah. Now, while the series, Dean, was quickly canceled, let's also remember that the original Star Trek series, which was on TV basically the same time as this and also ran for three seasons, was canceled after the three. Okay. Lost in Space actually did better in the ratings than Star Trek did.
1: Okay. And Tim, I don't know if you know this, but that Star Trek show is pretty big now.
0: I do know that. It's got a lot of fans. People like that one. People like that one. People like it. Yeah. So no surprise to me that this movie didn't do very well because I feel like it isn't very good.
1: Uh, Correct. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There's, There's many contributing factors to that, but I wanted to read one quote that I read that really resonated with me for some of the things I didn't like. Great. That quote is. The film suffers from characterization so colorless and derivative that audiences may find themselves yearning for the goofiness of the series if for no other reason than to ward off the onset of boredom. Hmm, Yeah. It's what I felt. These characters, the characters do absolutely nothing for me. Nothing.
1: Yeah. they, uh, They have bad lines. They say them poorly. Correct. And... They're not really talking to each other. Like, I feel like they're all on a different page of the script, and one of them's reading their line from page twelve and the other one's answering with their line from page sixty.
0: I agree that that's a great way to great way to put it. it yeah. doesn't make any sense ever. Now, in defense of lost in Space Dean, it was the movie that knocked Titanic out of the number one spot at the box office. So there is that it's
1: historic man it's always
0: it's a historic movie it's a
1: historic movie it finally knocked off titanic how many how many weeks was titanic at number one like 15 or 16 or something like that like it was something ridiculous ding 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 15 15 nice awesome there you go
0: wow nice poll buddy hey thanks man okay let's get into the story (laughs) giggle giggle like there is one there's
1: there's like four stories (laughs) <laughs> there's all sorts of stories there's a couple episodes of lost in
0: space in this movie <laughs> right half episodes they could do half an episode yeah and then they take off yeah
1: before okay. we get into the story this thing starts real fast like so fast that i thought i was watching a preview like you get like that new line cinema logo and then immediately william hurt is talking like as soon as that logo's off the screen and i was like is this a preview for a movie why did it start so quickly should I be paying attention to this? What's going? And then I realize that it is the movie. It is exactly the movie.
0: Hmm. Didn't notice that. Yeah, you were sleeping but already. <laughs> I, I, I was getting heavy eyes already. <laughs> Dean, the earth is in trouble and humans need to find a new place to live. They're building something called a hypergate that can carry them great distances. John Robinson accepts a mission to go to Alpha Prime alpha prime that's the best you can do to make up a name for a planet alpha prime yes
1: yes tim but you passed a good part and the good part is the hypergate i do think that this is a good idea because what they explain in this movie is that you can go into hyperspace or what you can go you can go to hyperspeed with your ship but you might get blasted anywhere in the universe but if you have a gate You can go through the gate with that hyperspeed and it'll take you out like the other side of that gate. So as long as you have two gates, you can utilize that hyperspeed and harness it to get
0: to a location. I thought that was kind of cool. It is kind of cool. And I didn't forget it. I just, I'm not there yet. But that's okay. (laughs) Spoilers! (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Well, the thing is, Dean, that you need two hypergates, right? You need a hypergate to go through. And then if there's another hypergate somewhere else, you can come out the other side. Yeah. Right? So what they want to do is they want to build this hypergate at Earth. And actually, it's already under construction. Mm-hmm. John Robinson's mission is to go to Alpha Prime to build another hypergate so that they can send the people through the hypergates to Alpha Prime where they can take up residence on the new planet. Yeah. And hopefully exactly. give it give it a brand new name.
1: Yes. So listeners- Earth
0: 2 would have been way better.
1: Earth 2 would have been really good. Yeah, Earth 2 would have been really good. Or New Earth, something like that. Um, so for listeners who are thinking, like, this sounds like the greatest movie ever made, just wait. It, it will get bad.
0: It sounds like it so far. Hyper so gates, far, it's great. Hyper drives. Oh, the hyperdrive is what allows you to pass through the hyper gates. That's the engine John Robinson has created, the hyper drive.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Now, John Robinson is going to take his whole family... On this trip to Alpha Prime. And they need a bit of protection. So Matt LeBlanc. Or Major West. As his name is. Is called in to pilot their mission. And he's an ace pilot. And a real crack shot Dean. Yeah that's
1: exactly what he is Tim. He's a real. He's trying to be Han Solo. Okay he is. Actually Joey Tribbiani. Trying to play Han Solo in this film. Like that's. The thing about this performance is it feels like it is a movie that Joey Tribbiani from Friends is actually in. And everyone's going to make fun of it because
0: he does a terrible job in it. Like Joey near the end of Friends where he was kind of good. Like he had learned a few things, not early Joey acting, but like later Joey acting where he, he could actually act a little bit. Yeah. This is him.
1: This is him for sure.
0: So we meet the supporting Robinson family. And we see a little bit of Gary Oldman's character, Dr. Smith. Wow. And at this point, I thought the effects were actually holding up pretty good, Mm I have to say. Uh, I went into this movie expecting them to look really, really bad. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised uh, near the start. Now, with all like the spaceship, like the uh, spaceships fighting in space, the interiors of spaceships, like the cool... 3d screens and stuff like that all of that type of stuff held up it declines rapidly later on when they get into like 3d yeah. models of characters and stuff like that yes that stuff looks so awful it's not even funny yeah. but yeah i thought and for I think what we're seeing right now it's pretty good
1: i think it's there right at the beginning too the 3d models of anything look really bad so when it's just a ship i don't think it really looks that good um, but when it's screens or it's like this bubble ship that Joey was flying at the beginning where he's just in, in this bubble thing, I think that stuff, is that called Joey? <laughs> That's fine.
0: Okay. That's probably how people know him. Okay. We've got Joey Tribbiani.
1: <laughs> I called him the okay, character. Matt LeBlanc
0: <laughs> or Major West. And like, what are people going to know him most I'm going to go with Joey Tribbiani. I'm down, dude. Let's call him Joey.
1: Okay, so the bubble ship that Joey's in, I actually think they look uh, really good. Like, he looks really good in that ship. I think that, uh, like, the backgrounds look really good when they do, like, a close-up on him. It actually looks like he's in this bubble and that he is in space. But then anytime like, the ships that they're fighting fly across the screen, I think those look bad. I think some of those, some of those model like, 3D models don't look very good.
0: Okay. So they throw in some family drama here which I actually didn't mind, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Normally, this type of thing would completely annoy me, but Mm. I didn't mind actually seeing this because it shows them as a bit of a dysfunctional family who didn't really want to go on this mission in the first place. Instead of just showing them as like they're all happy and excited and just doing whatever the father says and we must follow the father that's great um but they're actually their lives are getting uprooted here and they show us that like they show us the perspective of the children feeling like they're never going to see their friends again yeah uh so i actually really dug that so and that's the last time i think you'll hear me say that about this movie
1: I think my, I don't think it's really a big take, maybe it is, but my take on the movie of why I like it and why you're saying this right now is I think these two kids, I think Penny and Will are the best in the movie. And I think they're actually really good. Like, I I do enjoy the scenes they're in.
0: Yes. Um, Lacey, Lacey Chaubert was, I thought, annoying in her first one or two scenes, and then she just killed it. Like, she's a she she's it. a powerhouse child oh, yeah. actor. She, I mean, she acts decades above her age. You can't tell yeah. how, how old this kid is because she's acting like she's so mature. Um, I, I thought Will was fine. I think he's pretty good. For a kid that, like, for a role that should be super annoying,
1: I think he's actually pretty good. And there's, like, two, Tim, there are two Oscar winners in this cast. And the two kids are the best actors in this movie.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Who's better? I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't really mind what Joey was doing in this movie. I thought he was doing a pretty good job. Honestly, Joey isn't
1: horrible just because he kind of fits the character he's trying to be. Yeah, so that's that a actually... good he did,
0: he did a great job yeah. of like owning that character because the character is supposed to be like this cocky like up and coming pilot like this hothead just wants to yeah. be in the the gunfight doesn't care about anything else it it's really good because there's so many elements of Joey his character from friends in this role so i think he was able to lean on a lot of that and then he threw in some other things and i i just i appreciated what he was doing
1: yeah as a um as an 11 year old who had seen friends before and did enjoy it. This was kind of the cast for me. I loved this cast and it's cause you know, you had, you had Joey in it. You have a kid who's like smart. He's a genius kid. I just loved anything where there was a genius kid in it. I was a party of five fan when I was like yeah. 11 years old. So yeah, um, I liked Lacey in this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Love Austin Powers. So Mimi Rogers is Mrs. Kensington in like 10 minutes of Austin Powers. So I was like, oh, yeah, great. I love this. And Heather Graham was going to be in the next Austin Powers movie. So Mm -hmm. I was just like so pumped, so up on this cast. I think I told um, right before we started watching it, I told my wife that this cast like absolutely rules and she had no idea who Mimi Rogers was or Heather Graham. And I was (laughs) like, oh, well, they're in Austin Powers. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, they they both did terrible jobs in this movie.
1: Oh, they're, yeah, they're awful, yeah. I mean, it's they are like, given nothing to do. Like, nothing to Their roles with. are awful. They are absolutely given nothing to do.
0: No. So Gary Oldman is milling around the ship, which is called Jupiter 2, and it's the ship that's going to take the Robinsons on their mission. And it looks to me like he doesn't want this mission to succeed. But, Dean, let yeah. me ask you a question. Why wouldn't you want to save the Earth? What's this guy's problem?
1: He's okay, trying to sabotage
0: so... sabotage the mission to save the Earth? Who's this guy?
1: Yeah, so I did give this the uh, the customary two-watch, Tim. And the first watch, I honestly had absolutely no idea up until this point in the movie what was going on. I'm not even sure I knew that they were going to another planet to like live on this other planet. It is very hard to follow this movie at this point. So the second time around, I paid really close attention. And... There's some sort of organization that doesn't want them to do this. I still don't know why. I still well, I don't know. know why this organization doesn't want them to do this. Do you there's know? There's
0: extremists. No, there's extremists. Okay. That they establish in the first five minutes. Okay. And they we never hear from them again. There's nothing yes. else in the entire movie about it. So yeah, my understanding is he's part of this extremist group. What is this group? You don't yeah. want the Earth to survive? You want yeah, all I... the humans, including yourself, to die? I guess so. Like I guess it's just like this radical, we'd rather die than move to a new planet type of group. But they just do zero explanation about what that's all about. So he... I, can't, I can't even buy what he's doing because I don't even know what side he's on or what the reasons are for doing it. Nobody even comes out and says, we don't want to leave Earth for this reason. It's just like, no, there are radicals. He's one of them. Just go with it.
1: He the, he gets confronted at one point in the movie. He gets confronted um, by uh, Mimi Rogers. What's what's her character's name? Joey. Jo- Joey Trevino. Let's call her no. Joey. <laughs> Joey, okay. Um, the, she confronts him and asks him, like, what's the deal? Why wouldn't you want to do this? And his explanation is that he says something like, Oh, it's um, philosophical reasons or something like that. He just like oh, okay. blows her off. Just like, I'm a little bit smarter than you. And that's why I'm doing it. It's not, you know, I don't, you you wouldn't even understand is basically what they say. So they they oh, address it and don't get into it at all. So I have no idea. All I know is that Gary Oldman doesn't want to be doing this at this moment. He's already done his job and he's been asked
0: to do more. He's been asked to do this one extra thing. Okay. Now, what he was asked to do is to change the programming on the ship's robot protector to destroy the Robinsons instead of protect them. And as a thanks for that, Gary Oldman's boss uh, basically tries to kill him. Great. I think that's why he was asked to do one more thing, is so they could they could get hit two birds with one stone here, sabotage the mission, and then get rid of Gary Oldman um, for whatever reason. Oh, dude, that makes a lot of sense maybe make them the, the the scapegoat like maybe yeah get the heat off of them whoever they are we don't wow. know they never get into it but
1: you solved it tim cuz i was wondering like what did i solve spoilers... though i don't a, even well, know what spoilers... i solved well a little bit of spoilers you solved my question in my head cuz a, a little bit of spoilers uh for uh, what's coming up ahead they're about to fly into the sun and also the robots trying to kill them i'm like why is there two things happening right now why have they been why are they flying into the sun and the robots trying to kill them so it makes sense that they sent Gary Oldman on the ship to do that robot thing, which was unnecessary because their ship was already going to fly into the sun. That was his first mission was to give the wrong disc to put into the ship so that it will fly them into the sun. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that was his first mission was to give the, ba- the bad like navigation disc. Well, I thought um, the robot
0: so- like shooting the shit out of everything just turned them towards the sun, but that makes more sense.
1: Yeah, so then I was like, why did they need this robot part? This robot part's so stupid, but you're right. It, it's totally for that group to set him up as uh the one who uh is, is to blame. Okay, I guess so. You did it. Tim, you're so I'm smart got... to solve the movie. This movie's <laughs> good now, right? This movie's
0: good. <laughs> I'm glad you got something out of that. I'm just yeah, trying so to, I'm trying <laughs> to I'm just trying to solve confusion in my own mind here. Yeah, yeah. So an an unconscious Gary Oldman is now stuck on this Jupiter 2 ship. Yeah. And we, we've jumped ahead a little bit uh, with some spoilers, but um, I, I do want to talk about when they launch this mission, this Jupiter 2 ship. Uh, I really liked how this ship is leaving, kind of leaving orbit. Yeah. And it looks like this old, like 1950s UFO. And it, it, I mean, it looks cool, but it looks kind of like a little bit of a piece of garbage. Totally. And, yeah. and then that old, like, Shell, I'll call it, starts to break away. And it was just a way of, I guess, getting the ship out of kind of space dock and moving it up to where it could take off. and that that whole shell kind of like peels away to reveal this really, really high tech looking ship underneath. Yeah. and i I really liked that uh, that moment of the movie. I thought that was very cool,
1: yeah, Tim, I'm happy with how much that you dislike this movie. You are still able to pull out the things that are really cool about it. So you didn't just like shut down to its dumbness. You still pulled up because like that part is cool. That part is That's awesome. A cool part. So I'm, glad, I'm yeah. glad you appreciated it because I, I love that
0: part. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it was good. Now, Gary Oldman wakes up and he realizes he's on the Jupiter 2 ship and he's obviously none too happy. He wakes up right at the hour 16, which is when the robot was set to come out and destroy the ship. So the robot if comes only, out. Hmm?
1: If only they shocked him with it, like a few more volts. He might have been up for like 15 That's more pretty, minutes.
0: Pretty perfect timing right there. <laughs> pretty perfect <laughs> uh the robot starts shooting up the place though and dude i absolutely love the robot's voice i love it the way yeah. the robot's delivering these lines man and the inflection it's like there's there's such urgency to its voice it's not the yeah. typical like it doesn't sound like brian our producer who's like
1: knocking
0: uh, no. back like, he's so sad all the time it sounds like this robot yeah. is just like Destroy Jupiter 2! Destroy! Destroy! Destroy Robinson family! Destroy! There's such... He just has to do it. He's like, I must do it! We will do it! I love it's,
1: it. It's very interesting that he just constantly has to keep saying it. because He doesn't just say it once. Like, I'm... Uh, destroy the family Robinson. And he doesn't just say it once and then do it. He keeps continuously saying it. And it actually makes the scene kind of tense that he keeps yelling this out. He's got... He's not chill out at all. He's just telling everyone what's going on. He's very—he's a very tense robot, I think.
0: Yeah, it's like he's the player who needs a pep talk, and Definitely. he's the coach giving the pep talk to <laughs> himself. He's trying to, like, fire himself up to do it, and then he does it. It's awesome. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Destroy ship. Destroy Family Robinson. Destroy ship. Destroy... <laughs> There's like a level of excitement in his voice where he's just oh, like, Oh, yeah, he kind of likes he's it. He's so happy he's able to do it. And yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun. Luckily, though, little Will Robinson is able to take control of the robot and reset its programming.
1: Yeah, Oof. that's cute. That is lucky. A close one. Yeah, that's because I think, I think right before that, he stared them down and he was like, Your move, creep.
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I must say, though. That at this point I'm having trouble caring for anybody, anybody in this movie. I don't care, even though the ship's getting blown up. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, my, my silence mean, is because I'm trying to think of who I care about. I think I probably care about maybe just Penny because I want to watch Penny Vision. Okay, she's like she's like a YouTuber. She's she's got a YouTube channel or something, and I think I would just watch that. And so I want right. to I want to see those I want to see those videos keep popping up.
0: Hmm. I feel like if the robot just blew up the ship there and I watched debris float through space for an hour and a half, maybe better than this.
1: Or they just, yeah, or they just blew up the ship and just like went on to a different story. Like
0: someone else carried on. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be back to Earth.
1: And now we got to figure out what just what, what just happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. William Hurt
1: is so serious in this movie.
0: He's so boring, dude. He's so, so boring. boring. He's taking this role way too seriously. Way yeah, too until
1: seriously. the end. Until the end, he like gets off the rails, but he's yeah, well, so the whole,
0: serious. The end is off, the whole end is off the rails. Oh, he man, fits right no, in there. Makes no sense. Uh, Dean. Lucky for me, their ship is being pulled into the sun, as you mentioned. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're able to engage the hyperdrive, but without the hypergate. They can't control where they'll be sent, as we mentioned, but they think anywhere is better than dying. So they engage the drive and end up lost in space. Oh,
1: my goodness. How excited? How excited are you?
0: The movie has started. How excited am I? I guess I'm a little bit excited. Yeah. It seems like it's actually actually up to this point. This has all been a pretty pretty decent like ride so far like the story is progressing at a really good pace they're introducing characters they're introducing the problem Mm -hmm. they're introducing the solution you've got your good guys you've got your bad guys you've got a robot you've got spaceships you've had some spaceship fights it's all pretty good Uh, i would say this is where the movie starts to fall apart is this all this stuff that they start to do now uh i think they try to reach way 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 up to the stars and just they went way too far with the reach yeah they tried to do yeah. way too much they should have brought this down um simplified it way more than what they did i think they like, like you mentioned i think they they tried to tell a few different stories here yeah when they should have just focused on one story
1: yeah exactly um yeah so they're letting a lot of things that's why i feel like they're skipping a lot because even though the movie's so long, they have so much to get through that they're skipping a lot of things that they need to do that, will, that would build characters or that would explain what's going on. There's like a moment where Gary Oldman is trying to pretend that he um, like, isn't the person that like set all this up and put them off course and did this to the robot so he slams his own head into something metal and it starts bleeding and he rubs it all over his head so that he's gonna like get away with it and immediately nobody nobody looks at that like head wound at all just like immediately joey's like i know who you are i know that you are bad it's like why did he hit it? why did we even watch him hit his head and do that no one even acknowledged it
0: right yeah exactly now, very awkward situation we have here on our hands where they know, the crew knows that Gary Oldman tried to kill them and he's stuck on the ship with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, they pretty quickly, you know, after they do this hyper, this hyper drive, they realize they're lost. They pretty quickly come across an Earth ship, though. One unlike they've ever seen with a strange new alien vessel docked to it. They try to hail the crew on board. There's no response Mm -hmm. and they go in to investigate. Now I can't remember any situations in a movie where people board a ship where no one is responding and something good happens. Oh no, no. That's just a, that's always a call for disaster.
1: Yeah. I was really, really hoping, I don't know why this would, I thought this could ever happen, but I was really hoping it was the event horizon. That they had come across.
0: It looked like it. I mean, I definitely get Event Horizon vibes from that. It like, it's like this oh, really man. long, long, long ship yeah. with like kind of like the big bubble at the front and, you know, yeah. s- almost like a tail at the back. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would it's have. Like,
1: I really hope this ship has been to hell and back. That's what I was thinking. I really hope it's been to
0: hell. <laughs> yeah. No, it, has, it hasn't has been there. It never went to hell, unfortunately. No. You went to the zoo, I think. You went to... <laughs> <laughs> it went to the it space went to the zoo, zoo and back it went to the space zoo, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> That's just as good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah they they come across on this ship some near indestructible mechanical spider thingamabob things. Yeah, you got it. And before they can escape the ship, Gary Oldman gets scratched by one of them, and the robot gets destroyed protecting them. Sad moment.
1: Sad moment. This is a cool moment. Um, As a kid watching it, I even thought it was kind of cool now. When uh, the little kid gets into the hologram of um, of the robot and he's, like, fighting as the robot in that hologram mode. Pretty cool.
0: True. Now, what I've just done for all the listeners is I summarized that scene in about 10 seconds.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because... That entire scene went on for way too long, dude. Do you have the actual running time? Seven hours, it felt like. Okay. Because I was going to
1: guess.
0: I was going to guess like
1: 28 minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say, yeah, 20, 25. It's so
1: long, and nothing basically Nothing, ha- nothing happens. happens.
0: All that happens is what I just said. And like, we, so we,
1: as people watching, understand that this ship is from the future. We understand that. They've do given we? a lot. Yes, they've given so many clues, Tim. Okay. His old partner. There's a video of his old partner, and he's got gray hair, and he's like, "I'm still looking for Joey Tribbiani." Right.
0: Okay, that's true. Yeah,
1: that's right. And Joey's like, "How could he be looking for us? We just left today." Like it's. So they do not understand that this ships from the future, but we we do understand this.
0: Oh yeah, and oh, oh Dean, why is he still looking for Joey Tribbiani? 'Cause Joey Tribbiani would still be looking for him, if he was lost. Oh, d- that just makes my heart flutter. Yes, sir. I would do anything for my friend, sir. My goodness, like, take it easy with, uh, like that with that trope. That's that's so ridiculous. Tim, he I'll still do owes him for a beer. My, my buddy, partner, because one time he saved me, and I owe my entire life to him. I'll save him no matter what. I've been searching for him for forty years. I'm gonna keep searching. Like, no, dude, no, you're not. Nobody's give it up, doing man. That. Just give it up. No one's doing that. That's not real.
1: He, he owes Joey a beer. He should just give it up. If he has to, if he finds <laughs> Joey, gotta drink take him out that for beer a beer. Just, he like, just drink it. Just drink it for your friend. Just do drink that. the beer and turn on. on.
0: Turn on Lacey Chalbert's uh, YouTube channel and just chill for the evening.
1: Watch Penny Vision. Watch what's going on there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they're all back on board Jupiter 2 and escape. But they quickly crash land on a nearby planet. And initially, I fear they're going to get out of the ship and once again spend way too long doing something. But instead, the movie finds a way to be even more boring, Dean. And they just sit on that ship for right. another 20 or 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get it flying. Yes. Yes. I mean, we just got out of like the, the most boring, dreary 20, 25 minute scene. We get off into the ship. It immediately crashes again. And we're stuck in another boring 20 to 30 minute scene. Now... I feel like these this this scene in particular where they're trying to fix the ship, the other the other one they're trying to get off of a ship, this one they're trying to fix their broken ship. You could have made this a lot of fun. Like I really like yeah. scenes in movies where they're trying to fix the ship. Like you can have a lot of fun with that, but they did not make it very fun or like sci-fi, like technical in this scene yeah. at all.
1: The problem is we don't care about anybody. So like, how much fun would it be just to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy for 20 minutes try to fix their ship? That would be great. I would love to watch that. The The problem is we we're watching these interactions, the Robinsons. the Robinsons, the interactions with the Robinsons who we don't care about any of them, none of them. So we have these different interactions between two different characters we don't care about then two more characters we don't care about. And it's just that's what makes it kind of boring.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things, yeah. So John Robinson and Joey finally decide to leave the ship. They they can tell they can tell how bored we are. Gary Oldman takes this opportunity to trick young Will Robinson into letting him go. He's been like he's been like in in prison basically because he's tried to yeah. murder them. Nobody likes Tim, him. Obviously, this is
1: this is the moment of uh, great cinematography. What was that? This this is when you have that type of shot where you have like a person in the foreground and a person in the background and they're both in focus. Oh, cool. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it was the only time in the entire movie, but I thought I love that type of shot and I just thought it looked really good.
0: So Will and Gary set out off the ship and Gary stumbles upon a grave for some of the Robinsons. So this there's some interesting time travel dynamics here because it looks like half of the Robinson family died here. Yeah. So that's curious. Definitely. Now, this whole time travel theory is quickly confirmed when John comes upon his son, Will, but Will is a grown adult. What?
1: Yeah. He's a grown adult, Tim. And he's completely voiced by not this actor. Yeah, I know. The actor's
0: got, like, a British accent, and this guy doesn't.
1: Yes. So I have a take on what happened there. What? Well, we'll get to it later.
0: Okay. So um, older Will tells John that he built a time machine. Will plans to go back in time and stop the day they left to save the family. And this is the point in the movie where I realize I'm having zero fun. Absolutely zero fun.
1: Yeah. This, this point in the movie, this last bit of the movie, which I, I'm saying last bit, but it's like, I don't know, 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes. It's very long. Um, they have just decided that the women of the movie are no longer part of the movie. Like they are actually, there's two different realities right now. There's the present reality and there's a future reality. In the present reality, they are just waiting on the ship doing nothing. They, they they don't even cut back to them doing anything and in the future reality they're dead so they've just decided they've that's decided very true. that the the men will finish this movie it's so bad
0: <laughs> that's a really good point
1: <laughs> it's awful man it's so bad like i they haven't really been doing much with these women characters at all but then they just decide that it's they're done with them it's over for them
0: yeah one of the reasons the movie is so bad is because the, yeah. the women characters just have nothing to do or nothing to work with. Yeah. sorely A strong woman character is sorely missed in this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. A couple. A couple strong woman characters would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Now, Gary Oldman gets a gun and he catches up with John and Old Will. And we meet a new character here. Spider Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah man Tim, uh, do
1: you remember when he got scratched
0: sure do made a point of calling it out uh, apparently over time that spider scratch has morphed him into a completely new form
1: yeah it's, Tim, it's it looks kind of scary pretty creepy yeah he's kind of scary I remember being scared in the theater I was sure pretty, oh if I you was, were 11 for sure I was 11 dude. and I was pretty happy to be with my older brother who could protect me
0: yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, I was scared too. <laughs> yeah, for so, uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know what we do there. But uh, it does look really creepy. And, and here's why I think it looks so creepy. It's because the face is mostly done with CG, but the body isn't. So they're yeah. like, as as this body is moving, they're trying to track this CG face on totally. the model and yeah. their technology isn't good enough. So it's like the face is like wiggling when it shouldn't and the eyes are moving weirdly when it shouldn't i think there's maybe oh it looks terrifying like there's yeah i think there's maybe only one shot where they just have the camera on it and it's actually like a like a prosthetic of the face right where it looks a lot better Uh, but most of it when it's moving they're just trying to like do this weird cg tracking
1: yeah terrifying it's like it's a giant puppet thing but only the face is CG. So that's why it's yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's so, so strange. It's so strange. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, this, now, Spider Gary kills yeah. normal Gary.
1: Well, no. No? No, he doesn't kill him. He just he just throws him into a hole. Like, oh, they... Well,
0: that was he took a big fall. No, they take him back. He's alive. They bring him back on the ship later. Oh, do they? Yeah, no. man. In my mind, I killed him. I killed him off in my mind. I think he's back on the ship later. No, dude. No, he's dead. I'm sure of it. You watched it twice. I watched it once, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure Gary Oldman, no, wherever he got he's... thrown down to, he's done. No,
1: no, he's back on the ship. They saved him. They they brought him back to oh, the ship. Oh,
0: actually, you would be right. You would yeah. be right because I know this movie was was supposed to launch like a huge franchise. Oh yeah. For Lost yeah. in Space. There were going to be sequels. There was going to be a toy line. They released like the initial line of toys. Yeah. Just utter garbage, dude. Utter garbage. <laughs> they're so they're so awful. I'll post pictures on social media. They're so bad. Yeah, I want one now because nobody a, has them and they're so bad. I need a um, Spider or Smith. I need a Spider or Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, I don't know if they made that, but they made the family and the robot. Okay, nice. They were going to have um I believe they're going to have a television series spin-off, you know, more movies. And this one bombed so bad that yeah. they just didn't do anything with it. But that Dr. Smith is uh, definitely he's a reoccurring character in the okay. television series. Right. So it would make sense that they do keep him alive because they'd want him on the missions for the next movies. Right. So because of that, I would agree with you. I think he pro- they probably saved him. Now this whole final scenario is a is a complete mess. You've got I've John got, Robinson. Oh sorry? I
1: was just gonna say I've got giant problems with the end of this movie about how dumb it is. And I think all that might be another reason why I like it, because I kind of like that I can easily come up with a better ending to a movie. That just makes me feel good. Like that I <laughs> yeah. can just off the top of my head instantly come up with a better idea. So I, maybe I, that's why I like the ending. But yeah, continue on. We're going to get to all the giant problems about this ending.
0: If if you breathe air and are a human, you can write a better story than this. <laughs> it's very easy. Uh, I, <laughs> I will say that. I'll say that much about this story. Uh... So John Robinson kills Spider Gary Oldman. And John Explain how. N- Explain how, Tim. Explain how? Just say
1: how the death blow. What is the death blow?
0: I don't even know. Does he hit him hit him with a um a hammer?
1: No, he does. He hits him so right before he hits him with a, a trophy that his kid brought, that's first prize, that he never went to that science fair. That doesn't matter. That's bad, but that doesn't matter. Okay. The death blow, the blow that kills him, he pushes him into this time travel device that that will has created but it's right on the outside of the device where there's like this electricity stuff going around and so he falls into the it's still kind of the portal area but it's like the outside of the portal area and that kills him so this seems like a very dangerous device that if you are not right in the middle of it you could be destroyed so first of all i wanted to
0: point that part out okay i mean i i don't understand what was going on with that portal um, I'm, if he pushed him not
1: far enough, Spider Gary Oldman is traveling back in time <laughs> back to Earth because yeah, that's where they have know. the portal
0: set up. I don't know how to explain that I'm not even going to get into it, but okay, that's fine we'll just move on so John Robinson kills Spider Gary Oldman by hitting him with a hammer
1: it's not hammer with a hammer
0: and he kills him he just falls to the ground dead. From that's a blunt blunt trauma to the head.
1: He actually and actually, Tim, Tim, you're missing another very big part. What? Uh Gary Oldman has a bunch of uh spider babies in his stomach. And what actually happens is Will or sorry, uh John Robinson cuts him open in his spider babies, right. and the spider babies eat him. And the spider babies attack him, and that's, that's what kind of pushes him into the time traveling device.
0: Right. Which makes no sense. Why would the small? Why would the small spider babies attack the mother? <laughs> why? Because that happens all the time. When when yeah. a, a a mother spider gives birth to the babies, they attack her and eat. They her. eat. They eat because that, that's nature. That's nature. <laughs> uh, okay,
1: so let's go back to
0: he hits him with a hammer and he dies. <laughs> has killed Gary Spider Gary with a hammer. Mm-hmm. He just fell down. Nothing else happened. He fell down great. dead. Yeah, great. You got it. And then this is where it gets really fun. If you're not having fun yet, this is where it gets really fun. Um, I well, this is so, I, love, I love this. Okay, um, John is stuck with adult Will on the planet, but everyone else has made it to the Jupiter Two, and they take off in the Jupiter Two. And it's hit by a meteor mm-hmm. after it launches and destroyed. We watch. Okay. The Robinsons die on screen. We watched that. Yeah. We watch John sacrifice himself so that his family can get on the ship and escape. They get on the ship. They start flying up. They're destroyed. Yeah. Now, Old Will uses his time portal to send John onto the ship before it launches. Doing that kills Old Will. And now instead of launching into orbit... Where John just saw them get killed by the meteor, he can divert them from that death, that fate. So he orders them to fly through the planet and out the other side.
1: Yeah, Tim, you did it wrong. He, he tells them to go through the planet. Oh, did he? Oh my goodness, Tim. You actually have to put this movie back on and go to that part where he oh, says... Geez. Through the planet. It is the most ridiculous choice that anyone makes in this movie. It's maybe the only acting choice that anyone (laughs) makes in this movie. But he decides at that moment that they're going to go through the planet. He's going to say it
0: through the planet. Two things I believe you, and I'm never putting this on again.
1: (laughs) Okay. okay, okay. Hold on. Before, I got to talk about all this stuff you're saying. I'm letting you say it, but I got to talk about it.
0: Okay, go ahead then. Okay, I got a lot of stuff I want to say too, but you go first.
1: Okay, I'll go first. So, so they went through. They went through. He he watches. He watches his family blow up.
0: Don't jump ahead though, because I'm not no, no, done no, no, I'm with this scene. Not, I'm
1: not going ahead. I'm not going ahead. Here's my thing. Will and John are watching that ship Jupiter Two take off. They watch it crash. They watch it. They watch it get hit by a meteor. Everybody dies. Will has the time portal set to before they took off from Earth way back before this movie started that's what his time portal set up to because he wants to go back and tell his family not to go on this trip because this trip sucks and this like trip's gonna going to kill here. everyone and this trip and what does he do he changes the time portal to be 10 minutes earlier before they take off from the it's shit planet very, they're on a
0: very good point I had not considered. Well...
1: What the fuck is going on? Send them all the way back to Earth to tell them not to go on this mission. (laughs) What are you doing? Or...
0: uh, I was so so bored I never even thought of that. So
1: they send... They send John. They send John back to 10 minutes before the ship takes off without a plan. He has no plan. It's just he knows to avoid one rock that's going to explode them. He doesn't know anything else to do to save them. And he decides in that moment that he wants to fly through... A planet,
0: to which get is a callback. It's a callback from before. Yes, it's a callback to going through the sun. They would fly through the sun, which they didn't he actually w- do. They just used the hype, engaged the hyperdrive.
1: Yeah, yeah. but they he don't engage go- the
0: hyperdrive here. They actually fly through the planet.
1: Yes, and we watch them fly through the planet, and it is very dangerous. So this does not seem like this was the best use of your time traveling device to send him back ten minutes to fly through a breaking up planet. Oh, okay i'm done extremely I'm valid
0: good. point i'm good i i feel like even if they're able to fly through the center of the dangerous planet yeah, yeah. once they come out the other side they're going to encounter the same issue with gravity that yes. prevented them from making orbit in the first place of course but but, but what do i know right what do, what I do I know? you know tim what do you know what do i know uh guess what <laughs> was i ever wrong they made Because it. they come out the other side. They get tossed so far away from that planet. Yeah, That plan couldn't have worked any better. They're tossed so far away from that planet and out of range. Um, but then there's one last problem. The planet is collapsing in on itself now. <laughs> and they're being pulled back in. Yeah, right, right. We got to got to throw one more like challenge for them, right? Yeah, the planet collapsing
1: made a black hole, which, as we sure. all know, when when planets sure. collapse,
0: that's what they do. They make that's black what holes. happens <laughs> when anything in space collapses—a black, <laughs> a black hole is formed. We all know that. <laughs> now, listen. All they can do is engage the hyperdrive, and decide to take their chances somewhere else. Cool and the end
1: the end uh, and one more thing.
0: look man okay go ahead
1: uh so you may have not known this at this point because you you didn't know that um gary oldman's back on the ship they still have a gary oldman that they know is going to be
0: changing into a spider monster
1: i'm just saying they're flying okay another <laughs> flying excellent somewhere in space and they still have to deal with this guy
0: <laughs> another excellent point i hadn't considered yeah <laughs> Do get just get rid of them already just throw them uh, out the throw them out the airlock what the hell i do want to say i actually liked the ending because it supports my feelings that this would be a much better episodical tv show oh yeah that with with like the short concise episodes new planet each time yeah. new situation new problem to overcome uh, i think it could actually be really really fun I know they recently rebooted this as a TV series, right, uh, A couple yeah, years true. back, I haven't seen any of those. I don't know me if that did any good. I didn't hear a lot about it, which leads me to believe maybe it didn't do so well. But this is it's it's the type of an idea you could do really really well if you do it right, and this movie did it so wrong. Oh uh, yeah, that it's wrong. it's the reason it it failed in my opinion. Great idea. I can see why they threw a bunch of money behind it. Completely awful execution. And it's just all in all, two hours and 10 minutes, dude. Seriously. You make this an hour and 20 minutes. I'm not hating all that much on this movie. If it's an hour and 20 minutes, all you're going to cut out is like 90% of those scenes where there are 30 minute scenes that should have been like five minutes. If you just get rid of all that garbage, have everything. the first, like the first chunk of the movie happens all so fast and so succinct. And, um, you're just kind of like, yeah, let's go, here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here we go. And then they just completely slow it down two times in a row. And if they just kept everything fast paced, I think, I think I would like this movie.
1: Yeah, honestly, they just have to break it up into those episodic sections and then spend more time focusing on what just that one outcome is going to be because they were, they did like four different movies and each out, like each thing, each thing they were doing, there wasn't enough time spent on focusing on it. Like, so we didn't really care about the outcome of any single one of them because it was, the movie was too focused on getting to the next thing. Where if it was just an episode of TV, we'd be able to like, have that one capsule of like this is what happened in this episode and maybe they could have yeah they would have kept it way tighter they maybe would have been able to explore what some of those you know characters felt like in those moments which i feel like they just didn't do at all i mean like like we said the performances aren't very good but i don't think they were given
0: much to to work they're giving nothing to nothing to nothing yeah i think this would be a really good uh trilogy i think you could do the Mm -hmm. first movie could be all about earth just building up the problems with Earth, building yeah. up like the the dire need to get off the planet. Um, end it with the hyperdrive, the hypergate, yeah. and then, uh, uh, you know, number two, you've got Mister Smith screwing the everything The sabotage, up. yeah. The sabotage. Exactly. You've got, you've got them lost in space, going through kind of like mission after mission, stuck, trying to find their way back with Mister Smith you know causing all this this shit number three you can have them connecting you know eventually with will old will yeah um digging into this time travel stuff a little bit and then ultimately whatever bring them home or or, you know don't don't keep it like open-ended just bring them home uh that could have worked pretty good and i think they squeezed all that into one movie it's just too much
1: yeah so which movie tim would they go through? through the planet
0: uh, you go through the planet in three. That's where it right. happens. Yeah, you're still saying it wrong.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know got to you gotta get gravelly. You got to get gravelly on it.
0: Okay. Well, maybe I'll do that later. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> um, Tim, uh, there is a comic book by Rick Remender called Black Science, which is the better version of what this movie's trying to be, and I feel like that would be a good one that we should read. Okay, let's do it. I own it. Oh, perfect. Okay, because it's uh, knowing that you like this type of setup, um, I think you would like that comic because that is basically what this this comic is doing, and it does it it does it a lot better.
0: Yeah, I just haven't gotten to it yet. I've gotten to a lot of Remender stuff that is uh, still on my plate, and I'm looking cool. forward to it. Cool. Um,
1: I like this movie still, even though it is bad and i could never i i it's like i don't I even I think we want need to, to we need
0: it. to know we need to know what you like about it
1: oh, i said along the way the things i like about it like i just, just sum- summarize for us what you like real, real for quick. me i do find it fun i am actually never bored in the movie um and i don't know if it's because it's it's definitely not because of what the characters are doing because they're they're kind of boring characters but i think it's just the whole situations that are being presented um to us i, I I'm always engaged with what's happening in the movie could just could just be my mis- nostalgia um but it, I put it on and it makes it makes me feel good I like all the actors so I like seeing their faces on the screen uh, I like what they're trying to do I don't know like I kind of like trying to figure out what's going on when I know that they're reading from different pages of the script like I know that it's not gonna make any sense but I like to try to figure it out um yeah it's just I have. I have love in my heart for this movie, even though I could never tell someone that it's good.
0: I love it, dude. I'm not trying to be judgy, I was just legitimately yeah. curious what the things are that you like. Um so cool. dude, thanks for joining. We yeah, did thanks it.
1: for doing th- Tim. We did thank Lost you. in Space. Tim, thank you for taking me to this movie in yeah. nineteen ninety eight. Thank you so much. Wow.
0: That's we're so old. Yeah. Don't think about that part. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.